Welcome to a world of exploration, thought, and discussion, sequentially through 156 episodes of Rod Serling's seminal classic, The Twilight Zone. Welcome to Submitted for Your Approval. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Submitted for Your Approval, the Twilight Zone podcast. I'm Brandon Cruz, and I am your I am your host on this adventure through the wonderland, the mystery, the majesty, the M words of Rod Serling's seminal classic, The Twilight Zone, from start to finish, all all 156 episodes. Uh, with me today, I have a very good friend. Some would say my best, my best friend, old math size more. I was going to say Matthew. And then I just said math, math, mathematics size more. My, <laughs> my given name back in the day. I am, I am part Asian, but no, I'm not uh mathematics. Uh, Hey, and by the way, uh, I, I wouldn't say that uh, some would say best friend. I would say all would say i mean i'm my mathematics so i did that math that's all would say (laughs) all all would all would say they they have to say it's part of their contract for knowing us yeah everyone that has a contract for knowing us yeah we give them out and people hate us immediately on 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 facebook uh whenever somebody sends me a uh, a friend request uh, i I send them a survey back and i say (laughs) who's my who's my best friend and if they say the wrong thing I, i don't add them Good. I don't blame you. I do the same thing <laughs> when they when they send that request to Mathematics Sizemore. <laughs> mathematics Mass Grande. Uh, well, it's good to be here. This is, uh, I think, my third uh, third one with you. I, I believe. Know. I don't know. You know, we lost. Know. We, we lost count. Yeah, it's been so many. So we'll go with three. <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah. this, this should be the, the third. I, I think I did a, a baseball one with you and a, a terrible one where a kid killed everyone. Uh, <laughs> That's right. And, and then <laughs> I think, so I think this is number three. I'm, I'm very happy to be doing this again with you because this, this is the best whenever we get together. There's just shenanigans. Ocean, old shenanigans. It sounds like an old, old prospectors, like girlfriend. Uh, Cinnamon and gravy. <laughs> Um, Matt, I, I thank you for coming on this episode, uh, in this show for at least three times. Uh, you, you've been busy living your life as a newscaster up in Idaho. Um, <laughs> yes, that is the proper pronunciation. Idaho. Idaho. You ran a 5k yesterday, which I I'm, I'm proud of you for. Thank you. Why don't you Why don't you tell the audience this is This is why they listen to this podcast. Uh, yeah. It really really gives a sense of of who you are going into the Twilight Zone. Uh, why don't you tell us about you running a five k? Oh God. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> this is an well, excuse I'm... just to hear your story uh, personally. <laughs> I'm certainly not a runner at all. I'm a a, a lifter. I've played sports all my life, uh, football, and that was my main one in track. And now I'm doing old man beer league softball. Uh, I consider myself an athlete. I lift weights a, a, a decent amount of the time, but I'm not a runner. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I just, I'm not a good runner. Uh, but yesterday, according to this isn't right, they give you a, 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 a big, not a sticker. Oh God. Like a bib, a, a running, a, a runner's bib. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, yeah. That's, I guess you're, you're a runner. So you know the actual legit name of them. Um, <laughs> oh. yeah, a bib with the number and it has like a chip in there, a potato chip in there. Yeah. No, an actual computer chip. that Salsa that, Verde. Yeah. Salsa Verde, yeah. When uh, when you cross a, a starting line, it, it starts up a time, and when you, you run through the finish, it it uh, ends it. And it said uh, after I, I stopped, I I had I thought I was doing pretty good during the run. I I only stopped twice, and each time was for maybe like uh, maybe two minutes, two or to so. fifteen minutes, yeah. two to fifteen, yeah, in that range. <laughs> Um, and it said that I finish and, you know, in my defense also, I, I sprinted the, the last minute, probably uh, maybe 30 seconds, possibly 10 seconds. Uh, but I sprinted the end because there were some kids that were starting to beat me. So, uh, <laughs> I had to beat them obviously. Yeah, of course. And, and it said, I finished, oh God, what was it? It's it said, a, I finished like with, a, with like f- an eight thirty five mile. 
Yeah. Uh, my total time for this 5k was 2645, <laughs> which is 3.2 miles with, uh, my pacing, uh, eight minutes and 36 seconds per mile, which is, I don't think I've ever done that even in high school when I was in incredible <laughs> shape and college when I was in even better shape. Well, well you do, uh, you do, you do some running on the, the side periodically, right? I, I, like how, yeah. how fast do you run on average? Uh, on a treadmill, according to the treadmill, which I think is pretty accurate, um, I run probably uh, – it all depends on if I have a lot of uh, fat, like back problems, <laughs> foot problems, shoulder problems, fat problems like you mentioned. True. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so I'd say I run probably like a 13-minute mile. 13-minute mile? If I'm running for oh. for distance, oh jeez, um, oh god, I, I'm just uh, yeah, I, no, I, I think it's I think it's awesome, uh, twenty six whatever, an eight thirty five mile. Uh, yeah, there that's was, not right. There's probably something wrong with your well, like especially since you actually stopped for twice at least for two minutes at a time. Yeah. Um, I, I think the the chip that was in there was an actual potato or salsa verde chip. Oh, so for sure. so good, so good, oh, so good though, but, so good. Uh, you know, I like I like I do I do like running. Uh, but you know what they say, Matt? They say that it's a jungle out there in the running in the running world. They say they it's a jungle out there. Every, they do. Every, they do say that. Yeah, they say uh, you're best friends with Matt, and it's a jungle out there. <laughs> Those are the two things. Yeah, that, that's what, what a segue, by the way. Jeez. <laughs> oh, seg- you, you're. Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. That's right. We're we're here to talk about the Twilight Zone today, uh, and the episode we're we're covering is the Jungle season three, episode twelve. It originally aired in December the first of nineteen sixty one. December first, nineteen sixty one. It stars John Denner as Alan. And directed by William Claxton, who directed four other episodes, including the Ray Bradbury I Sing the Body Electric, and a teleplay by Charles Beaumont, who, uh, as frequent Twilight Zone fans know, has wrote a, written a bunch of them. Wrote a bunch of them. Wrote in a bunch of them? Roten. Yeah, Roten. I think Roten is correct. <laughs> uh, I think that's a type of pasta. Yeah, I was going to say that. Rotini, yeah. <laughs> Yay. He rotinied them. That's, that's why everyone says we're bests. Uh, <laughs> Matt. Or else. <laughs> You know what you know what you know what time it is. Every single episode in season three, I started a game called You, Me, and IMDB Synopses, where Ooh. I say a synopsis, you say a synopsis, and then we compare it to IMDB. Well, with that Ooh. in mind, why don't you get us started? Give us a one sentence or so synopsis of this episode. Okay. Uh if I had to break this down into one potentially long sentence, I'd say Man or businessman uh recently back from Africa learns about voodoo the hard way as some shite goes down and <laughs> dead goats and noises are running amok and Nothing good happens from drilling in Africa. Damn, I'm bad at that. <laughs> and nothing good happens from drilling in Africa. Uh, okay, all right. Well, I can't fault you for using a run-on sentence to describe Thank you. For, the, for the synopsis. So I have from you, businessman recently back from Africa. Let me put the man in there. Learns about voodoo the hard way as some shite goes down and dead goats and noises are running amok and nothing good happens from drilling in Africa. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I got out of this whole episode. <laughs> that's, 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 there's, there's, there's some order in, in the madness of that, that's, that synopsis. And I, and I love it. I love how your brain works. 
Good. I'm here for you, Bess. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Bess. I have uh, my, my portion of the synopsis. Uh, I, I'm keeping from the first time we ever recorded, but this time there's no delay, thankfully. Uh, oh, which, God, yeah. Which is, uh, a man doesn't believe in voodoo nonsense. He'll tell you what to do. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, ting, <laughs> walla, walla, bing, bang. Ooh. Jungle noises. <laughs> That's all in caps. <laughs> <laughs> I like your last little thing there. Jungle noises. It's its own sentence there. Yeah. And I, I cheated. I added another sentence. Jungle noises. Uh, it worked out. Now let's let's compare ours to IMDb where it says, uh, similar to yours, a businessman who has recently returned from Africa is stalked by the superstitions and warnings of a witch doctor. Ooh. That's it. Oh man, it. he didn't even talk. Ah, I mean that's that's good, I guess, but he doesn't talk doesn't talk about noises. He doesn't dead goats. Dead goats running amok. Uh, drilling. None of drilling. that. <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> uh, okay, well that that that's UBN ninety synopses. Uh, if you if you're listening to this, head over to uh, my Twitter at s four y a underscore podcast and let us know which one you prefer, old Super Sizemore or mine or IMDb. We don't give a shit about that. <laughs> we don't give no. <laughs> we, we, don't, we, act, we, we, we we actually don't want to hear anything if you choose IMDb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're the worst. If if that's what happens. Uh, well, Matt, it's t- it's th- thank you for th- your synopsis. Let's get into the actual episode. Uh, what what are your initial thoughts? Um, this this episode to me of the now three that we have done together is the most reminiscent of what I would assume as someone who doesn't watch uh, the twilight zone on a regular basis or, or didn't in the past or watch reruns. This to me is most reminiscent of what uh, I feel the twilight zone should be. It's, it's kind of um, spooky and ooky. No, that's the Adams family. Oh, it's well, kooky. A little kooky. Um, it's it. It was uh, it was eerie. It was something that that uh, you really just think, oh god, like you're kind of you're a little anxious the whole time for this guy. Uh, I don't even remember his name. Um, Alan. Alan. Alan Grant from Jurassic Park. Yes. Why? Oh no. <laughs> Why? Oh Sam Neill. Uh, Sam Neill. That's right. He's a paleontologist. He's very famous. Um. <laughs> So, so my, my thought, and do you want, I'm, I don't, I don't remember how this part goes. Do you want me to break down the, the episode or, or am I just giving my thoughts? Oh God. Yeah, no, you are, you're, you're, you're giving your thoughts in whichever way you, you want you. I'm only here to facilitate your thoughts. You go about it in whichever way you want. We don't need to break down the episode bit by okay. bit. Um, because, okay. because if there's a listener listening, I'm almost positive that they have seen the episode in question. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I understand. I mean, from a, from a realistic perspective, I, I understand superstitions and how they, they are, can be important to people or they might be more important to, to others than, than, uh, than others. What? Um, but, uh, you know, this guy, first off, I think this guy's kind of a jerk. The first thing he does is tell his wife, oh, I found the, the random things, see, in your, <laughs> your little cabinet, see? <laughs> I don't know why I'm making him out to be such a 40s gangster. Um, but, uh, but then again, it was some weird stuff like a vulture's claw, a human finger, uh, a sacred death stone. And instead of, instead of saying like, why do you have these or what are they important to you? He's like, look, say I'm throwing them in the fire. Say, and he throws them all in the fire and then they vanish and she gets all upset. And she's like, you're never coming home. Hopefully there's not a dead goat outside. And then there was a dead goat. <laughs> um, and, and so everything just kind of goes downhill from, from there. But of course the big time when he's in the bar and he forgets, the uh tight what was it a tiger a lion's a, a, tooth lion's tooth yeah yeah a, a big ass lion's uh lion's tooth that he had for some reason he had on him 
uh, then everything goes downhill. And this this episode was just basically, I, I in a way, I, I kind of looked at it as like a, a humanitarian episode <laughs> in order to say, listen, if you go drill or mess up or mess with uh, indigenous people in their land, uh, you're going to get cursed and die. Um, I thought I thought this was a this was a good one. I thought this was a good one. I actually enjoyed this one, and uh, I thought I thought uh, there's there's a lesson to be learned. Don't don't. Uh, there's a lot of things still on on this planet that we're not aware of. Yes, this was the Twilight Zone. Yes, this was fiction. But I think there's a lot of uh, spiritual forces that we don't even know about, and that's what this this episode pulled out. I, I enjoyed it. And, uh, I will not be doing that voodoo that you do. <laughs> uh, there's, there's a few things in your, your wrap up that I want to discuss the first I'll, I'll go, uh, the, I'll talk about the first thing that, that, that came up, which is your comment on that. There's a, there is spiritual stuff that we do not know about or, or, or really, um, have experience or or think about yeah. yeah and 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 that's interesting to me because although we are the best as best can be i don't know if i've ever talked to you about how spiritual or not spiritual you are i mean i may have and i've been like i don't want to hear it because if he if he's a god lover i'm, I'm never going to speak to him again <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> That turned quickly. <laughs> but if you believe in God, I do not want to talk to you anymore. Anybody. No, no. Anybody. <laughs> Anybody. Stop listening right now. Uh, IMDb lover. <laughs> IMDb God lover. It's IMDb your God. Um, all right. Enough of that. I don't want to offend anybody. But uh, but seriously, like, you you mentioned the the spiritual stuff are you are you that are you do you believe in spiritualism are you a spiritualistic person you know that, that's a tough one because more uh more so than anything i i see myself as a realist and the you know the things that we we know that can be recorded with our five senses are are the uh the most important factors in anything, but, but there are a lot of things out there that I feel we just don't know whether it's, it's, uh, you know, certain energies or, um, you know, I do believe that when, when people, uh, die their, their life energy or what some may call the soul, we don't know what happens to that. I think in a lot of cases that that energy can be left and hence, hence the haunting of certain places. Um, and, and also I think that there, you know, you know, the saying mind over matter, I think there's so much, so much to say about, um, God, I don't know. Like, Mental power, not mental powers. That sounds ridiculous. What are we, the X Men? <laughs> um, uh, tenacious D, mind yeah, bullets. Mind bullets. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just think there's there's a lot, and I mean, I don't have any examples, and I don't know how to describe or what exactly is, but I think there's so much uh, on this. I mean, just on this planet that we either have no idea or about or can't even comprehend as as human beings though we are the smartest beings on this planet i think in comparison to um to what what we could be obviously we we don't have the power to unlock the potential uh or the the potential use for our entire brains um but I just think there's so much out there that if if that if that was possible that we we'd be able to discover or see or sense uh, and we we just I don't know there's just so much out there that we either can't see or feel or hear or comprehend as humans so yeah I guess I guess spiritual would would work. Yeah. for me if that any of that made sense it, that was it, rambling it, it, no it, it does it does it does make sense i find it interesting that we when we talk about 
being spiritual, having a spiritualism, you kind of assign the definition of that as being inherently like faith based or, um, you, oh, just, yeah, you, yeah. Just, you just believe it's there without any evidence necessarily to support it. You're like, um, but, but what you did is, uh, and, and I, I'm, I'm with you on, on this. You went down like the, okay, well, there's nothing that I have personally observed, but logic says to me that there is, as we continue to find out things in our universe, even just surrounding us from day to day, like uh, dark matter or um, you know protons, electrons, all all that type of stuff. You can't can't yeah. see it, but it, it's around. Uh, right. That you you eventually make that leap to yeah, there 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 might be energy or or some kind of remnants behind of um, you know that turns into what one would consider spiritual. Uh, we there's the that that physics concept of uh, I, I don't know exactly what the experiment is but it's fairly well known where uh, scientists shoot what it, was it an electron or something and then there's like a, a very very small path and the electrons they 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 go uh, they get shot and they go say left left down the path all the time all the time and then as soon as a scientist observes it then it's it starts going the other way but then as soon as they stop observing then the electron goes to the other side again and and no one really knows how that works necessarily or maybe they do and i just haven't read about it uh but it's you know it, it's it's something that we there's an unseen force still within the universe that we don't fully grasp or comprehend so so spiritualism but tied to a logic-based rationale yeah like science and you know things that that a lot of uh a lot of uh faith-based organizations uh look at secondarily as opposed to things they've been told uh by by a book sure 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 um yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I'm, 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 I follow you. I follow you. I, I, I mention all. I mention all of this because uh, the character of Alan does something strange, right? You, you mentioned that he's a jerk to his wife at the very, very start, where he, yeah. he, he grabs these trinkets and then he throws them in the fire, and he's like, "Screw you." That's what he says. I don't love you. Get out of my house and <laughs> leave me. Get a job. Leave me your mink coat. So I can make a house out of it. I don't know what he does. <laughs> That's what you do with them. <laughs> uh, but but then the the very next scene when he's in kind of the corporate office, he he says, "Yeah, they're they're going to uh, they they put a curse on us if we continue on building the hydroelectric plant if we continue drilling." And and everybody in the the office laughs and they're like, scoff, 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 silly superstition by a bunch of witch doctors. But this guy, Alan, who just finished burning all of the 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 superstitious (laughs) trinkets of his wife, then then proceeds to defend the uh, the natives and was like, whoa, well. You you have a rabbit's foot, you have a uh, I don't know what are the other things that they have I forget. Uh, you don't like going under ladders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's right. You have you all don't the... like astrology. <laughs> <laughs> you are a Leo. <laughs> what an idiot! Everybody knows Leos don't believe in things. Um, <laughs> but but he he goes and starts. Uh, insulting them about their superstition like uh, like defending the natives but yet he yeah. like he's making a, a case for the natives to be like hey boss you have a rabbit's foot you believe that brings you good luck like putting it in his court and saying you believe that so if you believe that and it's real to you then it's real to these people and then he bring then this guy brings up of course which is uh, still makes no sense to me he's like I've seen them put curses on people. I've I've seen it kill them. Yeah, what happened to that stuff when he was burning his wife's crap? <laughs> what the hell? Like what <laughs> Good dude? Point. Dude. Like, yeah. 
hey, this is stupid, honey. I've never seen people get cursed and die within 10 minutes. <laughs> it's time to give this up. See, we're back in New York. See, <laughs> uh, as, as he puts like a lion skin jacket on. <laughs> <laughs> and those tiny little shrunken cannibal heads he's wearing as a necklace no he's not <laughs> yeah yeah like like a little like a little bracelet uh like a wrist a wrist watch or like like there's there's heads and on, on each of the numbers <laughs> apple's new eye voodoo products <laughs> it's a it's a it's a hair past the voodoo <laughs> As always, <laughs> stupid. Um, well, so I do, I do want to, I do want to ask that about about superstitions. Not not saying that superstitions are real, uh, but do but do you have any superstitions? Um, yeah, I'd say so. Uh, I I do I do a lot of um, things out of out of just habit. I guess you can say I'll. Uh, I'll I'll keep certain certain trinkets. I, I mean, not not really many, but just like a couple little little trinkets. I guess like I've had this one little uh, dangly car car accessory thing that I've had uh, in my in my car forever because I was told uh, I was given it was given to me and it was told supposed to keep you safe like while doing whatever and i was like that's funny and i put it in my car and now i'm afraid to take it out of my car <laughs> because i haven't died in a car accident yet knock on wood so um but uh otherwise i mean not i'm not incredibly superstitious or anything like if a black cat crosses my path i'll be like hey man uh if if i have to hey man I don't, hey man uh if if for any reason i have to walk under a ladder which is very very uncommon because i don't fit in most places uh you know i'll just be like okay well now i've crossed the ladder and my life will continue um and uh so i'd say i'd say not incredibly but sure just like anybody else i'd I'd assume i i have a couple little things yeah how about you you i think you nailed it at the at the start of that with just uh, habit things things that, that yeah. started started as, as a habit uh, i know uh, i've been passing off to my son uh you know you know my son's name i'm not going to say it on this 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 podcast uh i forgot it anyway yeah it's good it's it's <laughs> baxter stockman okay. oh good he was a very evil character in ninja turtles <laughs> many years ago many many years ago <laughs> no uh my my grandmother um who passed passed away last last year when we were when I was a kid she would um we'd be walking and she'd see a penny on the ground and she'd say if it's heads up that's good luck pick up the penny and and put it in your pocket but if it's tails tails up uh, just leave it there it's it's not hmm. it's not good luck and uh, I've never heard that uh, so that that kind of that kind of stuck with me and you know now I'm, I'm passing it off to Dexter but it just it just became one of those things where I didn't I didn't believe that it was bad luck to right. pick up uh, heads up or a tails up penny but I just got into the habit of like oh hey grandma and then heads yeah. up I'll, I'll I'll pick it up and put it in my pocket uh, there uh, alternately there was. Um, there was a hallway when I w- lived in Hawaii that I w- at my work, and it was one of those uh, those tiled patterns where it's it's white, 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 and then there's like an off color tile, and just whatever that pattern was. And sure. yeah. the first time I ever walked in that that hallway, I stuck to trying to uh, avoid all the off color tiles. <laughs> The, the the very first time I walked in the hallway, and for three years I just made it a habit to always do that, just just to be stubborn as hell. And I didn't think it was bad luck if I stepped on the white tile, uh, sorry, or the off color tile. But I was just like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I gotta I gotta stick with it. I just gotta stick yeah. With it. Um, and I and I did uh, until one day I, I I did step on the other tiles and uh, Pearl Harbor happened. Oh, yeah. that's what caused it. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Too soon. Okay. 1945. Yeah. Always too soon. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but anyway, but you know, I think that uh, superstition, <clears throat> I think a lot of it has to do with that. Just people getting in the habit of doing one type of thing, like football players, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they do one thing because they're like this, I've won five games in a row because I didn't uh, wipe my butthole. Like, oh, the, he's going to have worse problems. <laughs> um, but, th- but then, but then you go with it because you, you correlate uh, those, those, those habits with the state of your luck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like Mike Dit- Ditka said in uh, his famous role in Ace Ventura, I've got a linebacker who hasn't washed his track jump strap in 10 years. Cause it thinks flies are lucky. <laughs> I'm Hans Witt Velvet, a stranger of Dolphin. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, all right, and then uh, uh, going all the way, way back uh, to, to some of your one of your initial thoughts was um, you said that this is most reminiscent of what uh, you thought the Twilight Zone is or or should be. Yeah. In um, the and I, and I and I like that. I was wondering if you could maybe just elaborate on that a, a bit more. Uh, I could try. Um, I, so so the first two, excuse me, the first two that that I did with you, one was about uh, a, a baseball team, and they get a new player who turns out to be a. An android, or or, 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 a rabbit, rabbit, a rabbit, (laughs) which are the fifties way of of saying robot. Um, Which no, a rabbit. I forgot about that. Uh, uh, And and so this player was like throwing one hundred twenty miles an hour and uh, just the greatest player in the world because he was a rabbit. and I, I thought that was a good episode. Uh, I didn't see that as very Twilight Zone-esque. Um, and then the, the next one we watched was about a child who had mind powers and basically killed or, or made the town do his bidding, including his parents and neighbors and yada yada. And that to me, that was, that's a little closer to what I would assume is the Twilight Zone, uh, you know, kind of eerie. And but that was that was just depressing, because the entire episode was ever all these adults pandering to this little a hole child who's <laughs> basically killing them off if they don't do whatever. Now this one, and again, I'm not the the Twilight Zone pro by any means, but I but when I think of the Twilight Zone, I think of just mysterious. And I think of, I, I don't know why I want to keep saying Adam's family lines, spooky and spooky. Um, but it's this one, this one, I think hit the nail on the head or a phrase like that. Cause this guy, uh, you know, he, he has to learn a lesson the, the hard way. Actually, you know what? This is the fourth episode we've done. I forgot we did one, one more uh, with, with a dude who, uh, was wanted to buy things from a guy in a bar. He was buying little trinkets and stuff. Oh yeah, dead man's shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one I loved. I thought that one was great. Um, that one was also very reminiscent of, of the Twilight Zone thing to me. Just, just random, mysterious things happening out of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, this, this to me, those two were similar in that sense of of the true Twilight Zone esque with mystery, mysterious, uh, out otherworldly things happening that you just can't explain. Right. And and uh, to me, that this episode was exactly that because you can't really explain. I mean, of course, you could explain it. There was a voodoo curse that was put on this guy. He lost his trinket. He had no no more. Uh, voodoo protection, I guess you could say, or a big old voodoo condom. And uh, so he, uh, he, <laughs> and so um, to me, this, this was that mystery. This was that otherworldly things happening to him. And it really just uh, fits what most would think of it. If they, if they know anything about the twilight zone, they watch this episode and say, yes, this is what, this is what I imagined to be the twilight zone in a majority of episodes right here. 
I don't know if that explained anything. Yeah, it 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 does. It does. It does. You you have in there the the talking about lessons, learning learning lessons in in some way, shape, or form, and 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 I think there's a certain sense for me when I think of the Twilight Zone. There's a uh, the fableism. <laughs> I don't know if that's an uh, an appropriate ism, or if that's a real ism, but just we'll go with it. the sense that there there's 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 morals to the story at the at the end of them. Uh, episodes like it's a good life, um, the the one with the murderous kid that you hate. Uh, <laughs> it uh, it is you know it, it there's a moral there probably, but it takes a little bit. The more time to to figure out uh, the 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 famous one, uh, time enough at last, uh, with uh, Burgess Meredith, where he breaks his glasses, uh, spoof time and time again. Like I, I don't know if there's really a lesson there to be learned, or or just irony for the sake of us being like, ha, what an idiot, broke his glasses, <laughs> dummy dumb. Um, but you know, if you ask the layman. And you say, who's never seen a, a Twilight Zone episode, and you say, what do you think the Twilight Zone is about? They would immediately go like, there's a twist. There's a lesson learned. Um, yeah. And uh, and so I think I agree with you in the sense that this falls in this episode falls in line with that mentality. That- yeah. And and if I could just add um, about about the lessons being learned. You know, I, I think this is a good one because this is kind of just saying um, respect other people's other, other humans cultures because you never know what could happen. One, you know, one person's culture obviously means the world to them and uh, not just not just culture, but also their land in a sense. These, this tribe in Africa has their uh, their village, their area being drilled into without their permission. They said, and one of the lines they said is you're wounding the land and making it bleed. And to me, I was like, Oh, that's a problem. Oh, uh, oh no. Like, uh, and like you put your finger in your collar and pulled it and you're like, go. Oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, it's, it's warm in here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, there, there's kind of a lot. And then throughout the random events uh, that happens to this gentleman, I mean, it, it starts, he starts to feel crazy until he's eventually killed by a random lion that's in his room, which, <laughs> you know, which happens, I guess. Um, and so there's a lesson. I, I feel there's a good lesson in here. You know, respect other people's cultures. Don't, you know, pass, pass over uh, somebody else's culture or beliefs just because you don't believe in it per se, you know, as long as they're not trying to push that belief on you, I guess, mind your own business. Yeah. Um, but then when I think, <laughs> when I think of the, the one with the, the kid who has mind control over everyone, I just thought after I was so disturbed after that, I was just thinking, what's the lesson you don't have kids just in case. <laughs> Jeez. Awful child. <laughs> while, while, while Chelsea was pregnant, I watched a movie called we need to talk about Kevin. And I don't, I don't know if you've seen this movie, No, but let me tell you, it is not the kind of movie you want to watch while you know that you're going to have a son. <laughs> oh no. Uh, eventually right it's it, yeah. it, it's it's not a it's not a great move like kevin is the, is the son in the movie and he's a little he's a little sociopath oh, um and it's it's told from the perspective of his mom and uh, oh. it's just uh it's not it's not it's not the best that's not i mean it's a good movie but it's also not the best movie to be like let's bring a child into this world <laughs> uh well, I'm very happy then that you named your child Baxter Stockman and not Kevin. <laughs> we need to talk about Baxter Stockman. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 6. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, you're right. I have a few minor observations with one. This is the other moral of the story is you got to listen to your wife sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I'm not married. I can say whatever. She said, don't open the door. And she said, don't open the door right as he, right before he opened the door and saw a dead goat lying in in, in his hallway, which, which let's, let's, let's talk about that real briefly. Okay. What's, what's the scene before, before he gets to the office 
and after he sees the goat. What scene are we missing right in that in that gap of time? Does he just like does he just like, hey honey, there's a goat, and he steps over it and, <laughs> and goes to the office. He's just like not dealing with this shit. Walks over. <laughs> what happens? What's what's in that that gap of time? Does does he pick it up and bring it inside? He's like, here's dinner. Get get working. That might be it. Right, might be it. Like he's like, that's it. Well, can't can't waste this. And so he takes. Oh, good. He takes oh, it. Free goat. Free goat. Sorry. There's like a little sign on it. That says. Free goat. It's like a like a a recliner somebody leaves on the sidewalk just with a free sign. <laughs> Oh my God, free go. Thank you. Oh, geez. Yeah. Hey, honey. <laughs> but I, I've been, I've been telling you we need goat. Um, <laughs> and, and maybe, maybe, maybe he sees it. He goes and he's like, ah, you know what? This can't stay here. I'll, I'll call the landlord. They'll, they'll come pick it up, but I'll just, I'll, I'll put it in our bedroom. That seems like a good idea. Like, like, and maybe, 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 maybe the whole reason there was a lion was because he put the goat in his bed. <laughs> you know what they say about leaving goats in your room? <laughs> I don't. I actually. don't. No. <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Um, all right. Well, hopefully somebody can tell us what happens to the, in, in, that, yeah. in that period of time. Uh, Matt, the, we. We like to give uh, you, the guest, a chance to rate the episode overall. Uh, what what would you give this this episode? Um, uh, I I would give it on a scale of a uh, ten dead goats. <laughs> I'd give it I'd give it eight dead goats. Oh shoot! Eight. Yeah, I, I like this one. Um, a lot. I think there was a good lesson in it. Uh, I thought, I thought that, like I told you, it, it really fulfilled what, uh, one might think about the, the twilight zone. It was, it was very mysterious and, and really, you know, it got that, that, uh, paranoia drive in you that you would, uh, I mean, just a minor one that you want watching something like the twilight zone. Um, it, uh, it was it was entertaining. Um, the reason I, I gave it eight as opposed to ten is because I felt that like there was there was many times when he starts kind of losing his mind. Um, like in the park, I, I thought that there was just times when we're like, "All right, we get it. He's hearing noises," and it just they just really went on with these noises for a long time. Yeah, and there, there was there was something like, "Okay, well." Are you going to do anything else now, or just run around in circles because you're hearing noises? Um, <laughs> so it got it got a little repetitive after a while, but uh, otherwise, I mean, there was a lot of uh, different things that you're like, oh shit, like uh, when he's in the taxi and the driver just randomly dies, yeah. or uh, or when uh, we don't. I wish we would have explained. Like, why? That's another thing. Like, he just leaves a dead dude there. He's like, well, I'm out. I Thank saw nothing. You. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> He just he he has his superstition that he's picked up over the years is like ah no I don't I don't touch dead things no yeah that's just anything dead he's like oh not dealing with this <laughs> it's bad luck to deal with a dead thing <laughs> humans goats doesn't matter it's out <laughs> no I, yeah, so. I I made a note of that this this uh, this uh, watch around of like the the taxi driver just leans over. Like just smiling up in the air, <laughs> kind of like a uh, yeah. Jack Nicholson at the end of the Batman, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, then he he walks off, and for the next uh, five minutes of scene, uh, you just see the the cab in the background with that door still wide open. Yeah. <laughs> and just, like even when he's talking to the the homeless guy, it's still in the background. Wide open. Oh, let me, uh, that leads into something I, I wanted to ask. There's the after he leaves the cab, before he sees the bum, uh, he gets surprised in the window, and there's oh, yeah. there's a native holding a spear. Right. For I I I, I want to know is this a, was this a creative choice to have it be an actual person holding this the spear to like give it like that like uh creepiness factor or 
I, I mean, I, I saw that too. And I, well, obviously I watched the episode. Um, I, I thought, okay, I thought what they were going to do. And I really thought what they were going to do, of course, in the, the first time you see this native, you can obviously tell this is a real person. Like you mentioned, yeah. this is a real person. You, you see, you kind of see like their, their eyes glistening, like, uh, yep, this is, yeah. this is a human being. This is not a mannequin. Widen slightly. Yeah. 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 And I thought, can they cut away? They go back to, uh, Sam Neill or whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> and, uh, from Jurassic Park, it's not even the same guy. Uh, and he's, he's kind of like taken aback, like, oh, geez. And then it kind of cuts back. If I remember correctly, it cuts back to him and and the native in the window. And it, you see that it says like uh, costumes, costumes. Eh? And so the guy's like, oh, OK, it's just a costume shop. So I thought in that second shot there, they were going to make make the the native look more like a mannequin uh, to, to make it look like. Um, uh, oh, my God. What's the guy's name? Alan. Alan to make it to make it look like Alan was uh just kind of hallucinating, like, oh god, okay, it really is just a mannequin. But no, it's the same guy standing there with a spear. <laughs> like he's he has a legitimate reason to worry. There's a dude at like probably midnight standing there with a spear in this window, but he just kind of plays it off like, oh, okay, it's just a it's just a costume place. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I I I I just I wonder if it's if they they the the director the the cast and crew or whatever like let's let's get a real person to be in it and 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 viewers as they're watching it they're going to be thinking this they they the viewer knows that it's it's a real guy like it's right they're the viewer's not stupid in that in that way um and make them think make them expect something else to happen with this guy in the the window this native in the window and right. then subvert their expectations and not have anything happen with it at all yeah and and pay this guy 20 bucks to be in a, <laughs> a costume with a spear that's <laughs> probably it yeah yeah i you know if if you were going to i i don't think that was necessarily a good choice by uh the creative people with this uh, I think that they should have actually gone to a real mannequin in the second shot, you yeah. know, sure. Yeah. Use someone, use someone real in the first shot, the second shot, but you can, when you can obviously tell that's a real person, you know, uh, Alan's like, Hey, whatever. He's just, it's just a costume shop. I would have been like, F this. I am out. There's a dude in there with a spear. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> but and, he didn't. He's like, Oh, costume. Whatever. And the cab driver's like, I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> Somebody. Like, ah, oh, yeah. I'll just yeah, pay whatever. this guy 10, 10 bucks. Walk me through Central Park. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. And uh, I, I know what we're, I was trying to end the episode, but then there, there are just so many other things I wanted to mention. Uh, like when he gets, when he gets into the phone booth and he makes a phone call, but the, the, the chimpanzees from Jumanji, the first Jumanji movie, <laughs> are like, like answered the phone and started talking to him. I thought that was funny. Like, that does pick, do, yeah. Picks it up and like, <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah? Cool. <laughs> and it, it bothered me that Alan didn't hang up the phone, by the way, and he just left it hanging there. Yeah. But that's just me. That's right. That, why do you, that's why the phone was out of order in the first place, you know. Yeah people rude people who don't appreciate oh. other people's property OPP. yeah alan deserved that line at yeah. the end yeah he does uh i i uh i do want to bring that up uh because that is the the end of the episode that, that's the ending of the episode but first i want to say you you gave it eight dead goats i give it seven dead goats no much oh. i give it one less basically for the same reasons that you gave it eight uh there was a lot of watching through it again i'm like yeah no i get it there's there's sounds there's right um animal sounds aren't that scary uh no when you when you listen to them over and over again uh, yeah. but uh so that's what i gave that but ne matt now is the time for the segment that we like to call choose your own adventure and venture and and right. adventure all right all right 
where where you come up with an alternate ending to the episode, I come up with an alternate ending of the episode, and we compare and contrast. Okay. All right. I like it. So with that, with that, why don't you why don't you lead the way, man? What what? How would you end this episode differently? Oh, geez. Um. Well, uh, there's there's two ways. Um. First. I, I kind of wish he, it seemed, and you know, you're drinking at a bar. Sure. I can see how it can be, uh, kind of hard, but when he's in the bar and, you know, he pulls out the lion's tooth, the number one thing I would do, and maybe this is just me, but if I had a big old lion's tooth with me, I wouldn't just be leaving that around. Uh, that's, that's kind of a, a crazy thing to have. Uh-huh. I'd put that back in my pocket, like right away after I show him my friend, I wouldn't have even pulled it out probably in the first place. But um, I, I would have done everything I could to make sure I did not leave that. I would not just leave it on the bar ever. I want to know what would happen if he would have kept that. Is he protected then from all these sounds? Do, does a cab driver not die and is left there to continue to have a heart attack? Are the noise not going lying? Is the dude with the spear is he suddenly a mannequin again does he get home and there's no lion and his wife's just angry for burning her stuff um so that that'd be that'd be nice to see that nothing crazy happens and then he decides uh after seeing the dead goat he decides uh okay you know what i'm gonna stop this uh drilling project because it's not worth it and he goes in and he kills everybody in that boardroom and then the day is safe um (laughs) <laughs> it was going it was going such a a like feel good i learned my lesson i'm gonna respect <laughs> respect nature and people and their culture uh, yeah and then and then you like go robocop and just slaughter a, a room full of executives well you know it's the one percent um and then, but then there's, if, if none of that happened, if he just forgot everything, uh, or if he, I'm sorry, if he forgot the, the lion's tooth and all those events happened to him when he goes inside, uh, to his apartment, makes himself a drink, uh, goes into his room. Uh, he sees, you know, his wife on the bed, most likely murdered by a lion. Um, and then he sees the lion. The lion's laying there, just kind of looking at him like, "Hey, man, uh, I'm the man of the house now." <laughs> so many and cats. He, you, 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 and cats are just like all cats are like, "Hey, man." <laughs> cats are just chill. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan. I'm allergic, but uh, you know, the cats are cats are pretty chill. And I mean, you get a big old cat, yeah. and that goes like, "Hey, man." Hey, man. I'm going to eat you. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he had. This is my other choose your own adventure thing. He had all the time in the world to just straight back up and close the door and and be like well i'm not dealing with this you know is my wife's dead and i'm you know me and dead things so uh just kind of close the door keep the lion in there call 911 or whatever it was at that point or or just do whatever to to let authorities or somebody know that there's a lion in your room uh, and, and he could have avoided being, being, uh, mauled and destroyed by a tiger or uh, a lion just by closing that door and backing up. But he stood at it for an extended amount of time. And the lion's finally like, you're really just going to stand there. All right. Well, time to kill you. All right. So, so your, your second option is calling animal control. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> large animal control. Yeah. Extreme animal control. Yeah. All right. So, so here's what I have. Uh, he keeps the lion's tooth. He learns his lesson. Uh, the hydroelectric plant doesn't get built, and he murders executives, or yeah. or, or he just calls animal control, and the lion's like, "No, no, no, no! Hey, man! <laughs> no, 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 no!" Tranquilize him and put him back in that uh, costume shop with the uh, spear hunter. Yeah. Oh, and he goes back to the bar the next day, gets his lion suit, and then uh, he's he's, he's and, saved. He's saved, and and then goes back to option one where he kills the board. Uh, or okay, I, I have two. I have two. I have two options now. Okay. Uh, all right. So the the, the first one is um. So he he comes home. He's had this 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 really panic 
evening of hearing noises, whatever. He yeah. get, he gets home. He he pours himself a drink. He hears the lion roar. He he chugs the drink that he has in his hand. Which I mean, come on, like come on, let's sure. don't yeah. waste it. Uh, right. You might very well die. Um, <laughs> he he opens the door. He sees his wife, presumably murdered. Uh, okay, maybe I have three. <laughs> three options. Uh, okay, three options. I'll, I'm gonna go back just one second. He goes and he opens the door. He sees his wife on the bed, and she's smoking a cigarette. And there's a lion <laughs> in the bed. <laughs> also smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and, and he's like, "Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm I'm with your wife now." And then, and then, and then the, they get a divorce. And like he's learned his lesson. He's like, sure. "Let me not mess with other cultures, otherwise a lion will uh, have sex with my wife." <laughs> that's that's option. That's option one. That's the best one so far. Um, they don't they don't get any better from there. Uh, oh, the second is uh, he he go, he goes in. Uh, the wife is presumably dead, um, and there's there's a lion uh, on the on the bed, and then. Uh, a, a baboon walks over with a baby lion in his hand. Uh, <laughs> I like where this is going. Lifts, lifts the baby up uh, and then throws it at the man's face <laughs> where he's slashed to death. And, wow. and, and, the, and, the, and the lion just sits up on the bed and uh, uh, a cigarette. Yeah, Elton John starts playing. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, the third, the third option is uh, kind, of, kind of along the lines of yours. Uh, the the dude he he calls animal control, um, and then the lion goes in, gets put into the, the costume shop, and uh, and Alan walks away, just kind of like with like patting the lion tooth that he has for protection in his pocket, and as he walks away, the native inside the window holding the spear just like a single tear rolls down his cheek. (laughs) Never moves. Never moves. Just a single tear. All right. I kind of want to alter one or add one. Um, I like your, I like your option about uh, uh, the baboon coming in with the baby lion uh, standing on the bed and holds it up. And you know, that scene in, in Beetlejuice, where uh, Beetlejuice takes control over the entire dinner party and they all start singing and dancing uh, without yeah. under. Yeah. Well, in this, in this uh, thing, the baboon holds up the baby lion and suddenly Alan without any control just starts singing. And, uh, and some gazelles start hopping in. <laughs> Suddenly, it's a gigantic party <laughs> at Pride Rock, the apartment, and and then uh, and then Ace Ventura comes in uh, some somehow. We're like mixing so many different. <laughs> this is, we're mixing in so many movies that weren't created when this episode was made. Come to me, my jungle friends. <laughs> if I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. Ventura. Yes, Satan. <laughs> oh, uh, I thought you were someone else. <laughs> uh, you know what uh, generation we grew up in? Yeah, the fifties. Uh, <laughs> All right, Matt. Well, I, I think I think that should should do it. Um, hey, f- folks listening, uh, you you heard our synopses. You heard our adventures. Why don't you go out on Twitter s four a underscore podcast and let me know what you thought of of, of that stuff. And uh, Matt, how, how can people follow you on Twitter or, or wherever else you are? Oh, God. Um, so uh, you can you can catch me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is soup or size more uh, soup like the uh, the soup that you eat or is in there. Or size more, which is my last name. S <laughs> I Z E M O. Uh, uh, or, uh, as, as, as Brandon mentioned, I'm a uh, broadcaster. I'm a morning news anchor and follow my, my fun stuff over there that I do, uh, with my, on Facebook, Matt Sizemore, K I V I, uh, like that page if you like, and that'd be great. And, uh, learn some stuff about, uh, 
uh, Idaho, where I am. Yeah. Yeah. Idaho, Idaho. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, well, and, uh, there's, there's a few ways you can get a hold of, of me here with this show, facebook.com slash S4YA podcast, Instagram and Twitter, S4YA underscore podcast mentioned Twitter before. And then the email is just S4YA podcast at gmail.com. And you can find this episode and many more different things over on www.apatheticenthusiasm.com where you won't find the Rick and Morty podcast because that's at rickandmortypod.com. Head out to iTunes, leave me a review, tell me that I suck for not uh, releasing more episodes on time or on a consistent (laughs) schedule. Um, But uh, I I appreciate all of you listening. Matt, I, I thank you for coming on the show you continue to maintain why you are my best. And, and uh, thank, thank you for um, actually having our internet work for this course. <laughs> we definitely did not. Uh, hey, hey, Brandon Cruz, my best. Uh, thank you for having me. I always enjoy doing this and, and hope that um, I'm able to bring on a little something good to your already wonderful podcast. And, and uh, anytime you want to do this, you let me know and, and I'll uh, clear my incredibly busy schedule, which on the weekends is not busy whatsoever, <laughs> as you know. Five Ks. Five Ks <laughs> for days. <laughs> Yay. I, I, I really uh, appreciate you having me on and, and love doing this. So anytime you want, you let me know. All right. Thank thank you again, Matt. Uh, I love you, bro. Yeah, I love you, too. <laughs> uh, and thanks once again, everybody, for listening to the show. Please continue listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, week, month, year, decade, eon, uh, whatever, uh, whatever, however you measure your time. And until next episode, I am Brandon Cruz, and this is submitted for your approval.